Hello, hello. This is your host, Dhyutama, and welcome to my Food Lens podcast, where we talk about everything from food photography, styling, to business and mindset. After 15 years as an architect, I switched careers and I'm now a professional food stylist and food photographer based in Singapore. I'm also the founder of the business My Food Lens, where we help clients elevate their brand through drool-worthy photos. My motto is, put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. This is episode six, and today we are talking about the essential photography gear to carry to a professional photo shoot. The world of commercial photography is complex. It's intense. Everything is at stake on the set, and the stakes are high. That's what I've discovered. Well, I remember how nervous I was when I booked my first restaurant photo shoot. You know, up until then, I had either worked with clients who sent me their products at home or editorial kind of clients for whom I used to create photos like based on a given brief and a deadline. It was it was easy peasy. I was in my comfortable space. I was in my house. That was my studio. I had everything available to me. There was no situation where I forgot something like, you know, light, equipment, props. Everything was at my disposal because I was in my comfort zone, my comfortable space. Now, you know what else was at my disposal? Time. (laughs) Time, yes. I could shoot at my own pace. And as long as I delivered the images by the agreed deadline, that's all that mattered. So, hello, there was no stress. I was easy. It was all working smooth. And then... I was hired for my first restaurant shoot. I mean, I was on cloud nine, like honestly, my first commercial work in the true sense. So, you know, while I was celebrating my first commercial client and I was like congratulating myself on taking my business to the next level, I was sweating. I was sweating at the thought of executing a job on site within a given time and covering the client's requirements and delivering the quality that I was hired for. Oh my goodness, I was sweating and it wasn't funny. Like I had butterflies in my stomach and I had nightmares about screwing up, like screwing up so badly. Now, I had done a little bit of homework. So, you know, I'd already visited the space in the restaurant and I knew where I would set up. So I kind of had that idea. But, you know, I was I was nervous about things. Like I was nervous uh, about my gear and how and whether I would be able to assemble it on the site. And I was um, nervous about time. So you won't believe what I did. I was so nervous that I actually assembled my softbox from home and took it to the shoot to save time. Now, can you imagine stuffing an assembled softbox into the backseat of a car and showing up at your first photo shoot? Like, Seriously. Anyway, 
I won't go where <laughs> I won't talk about whether that looked professional or not. I kind of hope mo- nobody saw me, um, you know. But anyway, the shoot went fine. It wasn't the best. Like, you know, I wouldn't say that it was the best quality that I could deliver. But I would say that it could have been worse. But it wasn't. It was it went fine. So I was over prepared. That's what I thought, you know. So even though I was over prepared with my gear and equipment for that shoot, um, I kind of, you know, I kind of got comfortable about it. I thought, okay, you know, things worked out in my first shoot. So it's going to work out in my subsequent shoots. And I kind of got lax moving forward. So I just took it for granted. Okay, hey, this is what I need to take. This is how I did it the first time. Now it's going to do this. You know, I I was just like uh, taking it a little bit easy. Maybe I was overconfident i don't know but then i learned it the hard way so there were a couple of shoots where i actually forgot to carry essential gear you know gear without which i couldn't operate my lights i could not assemble my computer like literally i could not execute the shoot i had to either run back home or i had to give an sos call to my husband or i had to ask my assistant to run out like something needed to be done so that we could get the show going and that's when i knew that i just had to be more organized about it because that is not how the commercial world works. In the commercial world, you've got to arrive professionally, you've got to execute professionally, and everything has to go seamlessly because everything is at stake in a commercial shoot. And I'm not kidding about that, guys. I'm not. So anyway, I know that from experience, I you know, from experience, I know that basically walking into a professional photo shoot can be nerve-wracking. Seriously, trust me, I've been there. <laughs> well, no matter how experienced we are, there are always curveballs, like always. Time is always tight, deliverables are long, and in the commercial world, time is money. There is absolutely no time to waste and there is very little room for error, which is why the better prepared we are, better the results. And the only way to handle curveballs is to have everything else sorted, which means we are ready for every darn situation that we can think about. And then, yes, if there are curveballs, then we know how we can handle them, which is why I want to share with you my nine essential photography gear that I carry to a commercial food photo shoot. And so far, it has helped me execute shoots seamlessly. All right. So here we go. Number one, camera and batteries. Now, you'll say, Duh, this is a given. I mean, come on, you can't execute a a photo shoot without a camera. So obviously a camera is essential. But you know what's as important? Extra batteries and a battery charger. You know, full day photo shoots, they easily run for eight to 10 hours. I mean, there are half day shoots and six hour shoots and whatever. But if you are on a full day photo shoot, you know that it's going to run for a couple hours and our Camry batteries don't last that long. So here's what I do. I carry two batteries and I carry a battery charger. So as soon as I'm done with one battery, I basically just switch on the charger and put and pop you know, the the uncharged battery into it and resume the shoot with the second battery. That way, if the second battery runs out, 
I know that the first one is ready to use. So I'm always ready. I mean, that is not even an excuse if you run out of battery charge, you know, so I can't even begin to emphasize how important it is to have extra batteries and the camera charger handy with you along with your camera. Some folks even choose to carry an extra camera and that's totally your choice. I have never been in a situation where I needed an extra camera, but batteries and charger are an absolute necessary for me. All right. So the second thing that is an absolute essential are lenses. And again, you know, so there were times when I would carry like three lenses or four lenses to a shoot. And then I realized that, okay, I'm overprepared, but then is there a way to get a little bit efficient about this? Because lenses are delicate. They are sensitive. They are our lives. We spend we spend all our earnings on finding, buying the finest lenses. And then if something happens to them, oh goodness, I can't even go there. Well, so also to be efficient, because there's anyway so much stuff to carry. I realized that since the shoot list is pre-decided, I really don't need to carry like a 10,000 kgs of lenses. You know, I know what angles to shoot. I know how big the scenes are. So let me just think about what would be the best lens to carry and what would be the most versatile lens to carry that uh, would be handy if a new situation comes up. So I got efficient and I began to take lenses based on the style of shots for the shoot. So for example, for larger food scenes, I carry, you know, like a 35 mm or a 50mm lens, and I'm talking Nikon uh, focal lens, so Canon and other brands might be slightly different. But then when we have product shots and we're getting up and close, or we are doing those awesome 45 degree photos, I love, love, love to carry like a 70mm to a 105. I mean, 105 is like my uh, bestie. I just, whenever I have a chance, I just use my 105mm. And those are, so between 70 to 105 is the macro lens that I carry. So having said that, I always, always carry my 50mm lens just because it is so versatile. So if I'm ever in a situation where I don't have the space to use a macro lens or my scene is a little bit, you know, tricky for a macro lens like a 105mm, I know the 50mm will work. I know it is magical. And so that is the one lens that never leaves my kit because you never know what curveballs might come at you. So our second essential were lenses and lenses need to be according to the style of shots, the angle of shots that are pre-decided before the shoot. All right, then we come to my third essential and that is the tripod. Oh goodness, I can't even tell you like how essential a tripod is. It is an absolute must. Like I don't think I could execute a commercial shoot without a tripod. You know, when you're on the set, you have to focus on your light, you have to set your camera focus, and then you have to also make sure that the food is shot in time so that it doesn't lose its freshness, you know, like the ice cream doesn't melt and the salad leaves don't wither. Like we really need to focus on so many other things. And amongst all of that, imagine 
You are carrying a camera. You're holding it in your hand while tackling all of those things. I mean, it's just straight down, inconvenient, inefficient, which is why I think a tripod gives you another pair of hands. And you most definitely need that on the set. You know, I also like to use a tripod that has a horizontal arm for flat lays so that irrespective of the angle, you are covered for all situations. So typically, once you set your tripod at whatever is the decided camera angle for that shot, the food is placed in its position, you can set your focus manually and then you just shoot remotely and that way you can make sure that you have absolutely tack sharp photos because imagine you shoot, you finish, you go back, you begin editing and then you're like, goodness sake, the photo wasn't sharp, it was blurry. Can you imagine what a nightmare that would be? I mean, a tripod is your absolute best friend. It doesn't just give you an extra pair of hands. It makes sure that once you've manually set your focus, there's no shake and you come back with the best sharp photos possible. Like my tripod is my best friend and um, I treat it like that too. Sometimes I talk to it, but uh, you don't need to do that. That is not an essential. Anyway, moving along, number four. Alrighty, that is our tethering cable and a laptop. Another must in your kit. I mean, I don't think I could work without this either. You know, I believe like just like a tripod gives you extra pair of hands, literally like shooting tethered gives you another pair of eyes. Imagine having four of them. <laughs> you know, you can shoot remotely after setting the focus manually on your camera. There is no shake from clicking on the camera, so you know that your photos will be sharp and you just click from your editing application or whatever application you're connected to and ta-da, the photo is on your screen. Now, I have a process when I'm tethering. I just love to adjust the light. Sometimes I even move the prop positions and I'll do like a preliminary edit during these test shots so that I know that once, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm re I reach my final shot, I know that I've tested it. I can see it big on my screen. I can see how I'm going to edit later. I can see the impact of the light. I know exactly what the end result will be. It just makes my life like 10,000 times easier than looking in my little viewfinder and then guessing and then maximizing and then hitting the plus 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 I mean goodness imagine the amount of time it saves when you just see it big on your screen and you're like okay that's what I need to do move on here's what we do so it's just super duper efficient and it is also very effective in checking the quality of your photos so I check the details whenever I'm tethered I also make sure that the focus is sharp and the most important thing that I do is I get the client's approval on the spot by showing them the photo on the laptop. I mean, versus the little tiny viewfinder. So it just makes life so efficient. And you know, most clients really truly appreciate this process because there are no surprises in the end. They've seen what they're going to get and that's it. That's how you end. That's how you move on. So for me, a laptop and a tethering cable are a 100% essential. Now, let's come down to the main thing. What is photography about? 
light. So let's talk about light. Artificial light or light. No, artificial light. That's my number five. The next gear is artificial light. But this really depends on your setup. And it really depends on whether you have access to natural light and what your arrangement is with the client. Some clients like artificial light. Some clients say, no, I want only natural light. So it really, first of all, comes down to the arrangement. Now, um, you know my philosophy, right? I like to be prepared. I like to be prepared for all those curveballs. Goodness, there are enough already on set. And I just like to be ready for any kind of a situation, especially when it comes down to light, because hello, light is the basis of everything in photography. <laughs> if you don't get that right, you got nothing right. Ooh, and that also rhymes with light. Okay, never mind. Moving on. So, you know, I have to tell you about that first photo shoot, right? I told you about that restaurant shoot. You'll not believe what happened. And because I was overprepared, I saved, I, I was saved. But you know, what had happened was that we arrived and we started shooting and halfway through the shoot, it began to rain. Now that was an all natural light shoot. And then it began to rain and we lost all sunlight. And Singapore is an island. And when it rains, we get darkness, like even at two in the afternoon, it can get dark like the night. And when we lost all sunlight, I only had down lights in the restaurant available to me. Can you imagine the terrible lighting that it, you know, the impact that it was having on my photos? I was, I was so like, I was nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, what do I do? And then thank God I was carrying my flash and I was carrying that assembled softbox, the one that I'd shoved at the backseat of my car. <laughs> it, they were there. And instantly I was like, okay, you know, my team was ready. We assembled, we, we added the flash to the softbox and we just resumed without any further hiccups. Now imagine if I didn't have that light. I mean, we would just be stuck, which is why I always suggest carrying a handy speed light. Like if you're a natural, even if you're a natural light shooter, just having a speed light, knowing how to operate it is such an important skill. You know, a speed light, to be honest, is one of the easiest artificial lights to learn. It doesn't even take much space to carry, like put it in your bag and you're, you know, you're, anyway, we women have such big bags. We always have place in it. So an artificial light, a speed light easily fits in and uh, that's it. It's just going to save your life. But of course, if you're carrying something like a speed light, you most definitely need to carry a modifier like uh, an umbrella or a softbox. And, you know, in case natural light doesn't work and it begins to rain at two o'clock in the afternoon, no sweat. You put on your speed light, you assemble your softbox and you're good to go. You can just stylishly take out that flash from your bag, attach it to the diffuser and just impress your clients. I swear to God, they will love you for your skill. <laughs> okay, number six, reflectors. Irrespective of whether you use natural light or artificial light, as photographers, it is our moral responsibility to shape light. Like it is, we have the burden of creating light. 
but and 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 that comes from not just using the light that is available to us but really shaping it and to shape light we need to manipulate it and i think that the best light manipulators are literally like black and white foam core boats they are so cheap easy to handle they come in so many different handy sizes and they do their job like no other i have very expensive reflectors and i literally have foam cores and they are my absolute go to light manipulators you know the black boards they easily block the light and then the white ones they'll reflect the light because that is the science of light <laughs> so we can just easily create the exact kind of light that is required for the brand now this gives you complete control on the set irrespective of your lighting situation of course you have more control when you have artificial light but with natural light it just gives you so much more control and you're able to create you're able to match the art direction that is decided for the shoot and that is absolutely essential in a commercial photo shoot because hello every brand is very set in the kind of language that they communicate and lighting colors are key to be able to communicate that so if we can't shape the light we can't do our job properly which is why reflectors are an absolute must in your photography kit now number 7 light stands all right so you have your light then you have your reflector but uh you aren't going to like if you're shooting an artificial light you're not going to stand there holding your light right you're not even holding your camera you wouldn't even hold your light so what does the light go on to a light stand that's what they are used for so typically a light stand is used to mount artificial light and then you put your diffuser on it and you can just move your light stands here and there and however you want to place them to get the right light direction but let's say you shoot a natural light which we often do and i still use light stands basically i just use light stands to actually like mount a backdrop or even you know like clip a reflector i just use light stands all the time now at home yes i would just like pull a dining chair or a table or a stool and place my reflectors and it's all just very easy and makeshift kind of an arrangement but in commercial shoots never ever your image the way you execute the kind of gear you use is very important you don't want to ask your client hello do you have a small stool i could borrow to place my um backdrop no not very professional so i know i know light stands are heavy they're tall ah uh, they might be a bit hard to carry but honestly i never ever go to a shoot with them find a way to carry them they make you hands free and they make you look pro i mean come on what's not to love all right so now that really completes our basic photography gear but then every job is different right and your job scope might actually extend as a food stylist now it does for me most of the times because hello i am a food stylist and a photographer so many times and in most of my jobs i don't only need to focus on photography but also on styling the food which is why i have a photography gear kit 
and then I have a separate food styling kit. So they're, they're completely separate, which brings me to our eighth gear, which is props and backdrops. Now, this is a question I get so often. As a food photographer, do I carry props and backdrops or does someone else bring that to a commercial shoot? Well, really, this comes down to um, the scope of your job. So usually the food stylist is responsible for setting the scene, the food, unless there is an additional prop stylist on board. So it, it, it can be as defined as having a separate prop stylist, a separate food stylist and a separate photographer, or you could be the all-in-one person who does everything for the client. It really, really depends on the job scope. So uh, many times when you have the all-in-one role, you do have to carry the props and backdrops. Otherwise, it could be the prop stylist, it could be the food stylist, and many times it's even the client. So for example, many restaurants, they actually like to photograph the food as it is served on the same plate, on the same table. So you really don't need to carry props per se, maybe backdrops, but maybe not. So all situations are different and it really depends on your arrangement for the job. All right. And that brings us to our last gear and that is the food styling kit. So many times when we are the food stylist for the job, we need to have a separate kit. I know it's like too many things, but how would you plate the food? With a spoon, with a fork, who brings the fork, you or the client? Uh, I mean, do you need oil and water sprays? How are you going to keep the food looking fresh? And um, how, how do you keep the food in its place? Do you need tape and toothpicks and, and tweezers? I don't know. There's so many things that go into a food styling kit and there are these tiny little things. And you absolutely, as the food stylist, cannot miss bringing any of those things onto the set. You know, you talk about cleaning up plates. I mean, styling soup or, mm, I don't know, curry. And then there are like drops on the bowls and plates. How do you clean it? Do you ask your client for tissue or do you take your own? So all of this goes into your food styling kit. As food stylists, we are in charge of everything related to the food the way it goes in front of the camera. So we are responsible for making the food look good and we need to have everything that we need for styling it in our kit, which means your food styling gear is separate from your photography gear. I know it's a lot. I know, I know, I know. But you know, it just gets easier. I mean, over the years, what I've done is I've actually created a checklist for all my essentials, just depending on the scope of my job. And my photography list is separate from my food styling list. So they all they go, uh, they go separately or they go hand in hand. It all depends on the job scope. And I also feel that, you know, it's very important to go into the details. So to have a checklist which has every item broken down to the detail of those extra batteries and how many extra batteries and every charger and maybe even a handy um, multi-cable uh, extension cord like everything should be on your list so that you never ever miss an item now it is very important 
to go through that list, you can make it, but you even need to go through that list and cross-check it once, cross-check it twice before leaving for a shoot. I mean, really, you do not want a situation where you feel like, oh my God, I screwed up this shoot because in the commercial world, everything is intense. Everything is at stake. When you're prepared, you can actually walk into a shoot with confidence. You can own the set. You just keep calm. You tackle your curveballs. You know you've prepared and then you create the best quality work possible. Now, who wouldn't want that, right? So guys, those were my nine essential gear to carry to a professional photo shoot. If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with your friends who you think might find it useful as well. And in fact, I invite you to please leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening so that I can continue to bring you some powerful content that will help you in your journey. And in case you're looking to improve your photography workflow, I have a guide called the 10 step photo shoot. Just send me a DM on Instagram and I'll have it going your way. With that, guys, I'll see you next time with yet another episode. Until then, bye-bye.